All right, then. Well, here we go. Hello, Insomniacs. Welcome to this week's episode on our latest story, Eliza Lamb. Here with me today is myself, Christy. I'll be leading this. How are we go with that? And then we've also got the wonderful Aaron over here. Wow, the wonderful. I like that already. Well, I regret that description immediately. <laughs> and then we have the fantastic Jerry. Hey. I like that enthusiasm. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's as much as I give. <laughs> exactly. And then we've got Steven over here who's following it up and killing it. Hey, Christy. Thank you for having me. I'm so Boom. glad to be here. Thank, I don't know how I feel about that, but let's just dive into it then already. <laughs> Eliza Lamb. Let's set the stage a little here. Eliza Lamb, a 21-year-old Canadian student at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Although not registered at the beginning in 2013, we're going back, y'all. Uh, she was diagnosed with um, a couple of disorders here. Mental health issues, bipolar disorder, depression, was on a nice little cocktail of four different medications, which, ooh, these side effects, Welbutrin, Lamictal, Seroquel, and Effexor, a nice little cocktail there to help treat her various disorders. Um, according to her family who supposedly did their best to try and keep her mental illness a secret. She had no history of suicidal ideations or any attempts, according to them. Although there was one report that claimed she had gone missing previously for a brief period with no explanation from either the family or from wherever this report came from. <laughs> so the, the, the different drugs, I was trying to look them up to see what each individual one did Mm -hmm. um but it was very difficult apparently the drug world is uh yeah it's confusing so and and they hit multiple things like generally like wellbutrin effects are very familiar for people with anxiety depression um i know seroquel i'm i've, I've just know it or have had friends or just researched into it a bit it i believe that one's tied to depression as well lamictal i'm not familiar with but a couple of the other ones are more like well known for that kind of uh mental illness uh, and it's also, also like they seem to all have different type of side effects, like headaches, dizziness, oh, blurred the, vision. The side effects almost don't make it worth it in some places, in some situations, because like, think of like with, um, Wellbutrin, like if I was taking it for like, I was taking it at one point for anxiety, um, it had the side effect of potential suicidal ideation. So you're taking it, yeah. So you're taking it for one thing and you find out it even has like a darker edge to it of like, Hey, is this really going to be worth it in the long it's run? It's like those commercials that just list up all the side effects really fast mm -hmm. and, and, <laughs> and death. Yeah. And, and some and of them the people in the background dancing and having fun times. Like, Come on, dude. It's accurate. From, yeah, they're just fucking boogieing and shit in the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because every person responds differently. So, like, something that could technically have helped her with bipolar disorder may have given her, like, severe suicidal ideation or anxiety or dry mouth. Like, some of them are as simple as dry mouth versus, like, I'm going to die today kind of vibes. See, I wonder if, like, this amount of drugs that um, a person could take, do they have, like counter effects to each other like right so one thing i'm curious is, was she taking them all at the same time generally when you're kind of getting into the whole like mental health treatment and you've gone past the step of just talking with somebody and you're like okay i need medication to help with that then it's like you're kind of just like hey here try this try that try this in this dose but then try this at the same time so it could have been some overlap 
withdrawal symptoms are a big thing that comes with mental health uh, treatment as well. So like she could have been withdrawing from like Wellbutrin and had suicidal ideations. They're like, okay, let's get you on to the next one. That kind of vibe. So like without like her psychiatrist re- psychiatrist report, you will we might we may never know. Hmm. All right, let's let's keep it. Let's go. What's next? All right. Yes, mental health awareness, everybody. But yes. you should never keep it a secret. I think that's something that needs. To oh, be talking about it is the healthiest thing you can do for yourself, yeah. and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Also, what is the hardest step? What is it, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen? Uh, mental health are. It's not it, your fault. Not your fault, but, but it, it is, is your, your responsibility. responsibility. Yep. Don't be Eliza Lamb, I guess. Who knows? Wow. Let's keep oh, going. Jeez. <laughs> well, that's the thing. No, and then I also story I, so people know what's going on. Yeah, and I also feel bad for her because, like, maybe she did try to speak up about it, but then you see the part about her family is trying to keep it a secret. So, like, with that, like, you do have to go and like speak up about it to somebody even more so, regardless of what your family says. But I digress. Mental health. Be be aware of it. Treat yourself. You deserve it. But let's continue on with Eliza. Um, she was on a a vacation by herself in Southern California, um, at a place that was then called Cecil hotel. Am I correct there? Cecil, Cecil, Cecil? I've heard it different ways from different things. So it's, it's, no, I've never heard it as Kaisel hotel. Originally she was in a hostel style room, which is kind of like, you've got what, 10 to 12 people packed up into bunk beds in one shared space. Which is weird for 2013 that we still have oh, that Oh, it's stuff. super common. Oh, it, it's, it, it's, it's around. It's actually dude. really common for people who are traveling because it's like you're paying 20 bucks a night for a bed, which you're maybe some people are just there to sleep and then continue on. So, like, that doesn't seem odd to me there. I um, wouldn't do it. <laughs> it's very no. popular overseas. Yeah. So she she stayed at a hostel style room, but was later moved at the request of her roommates due to uh, to a single room due to the roommates complaining about an odd behavior. And we'll go a little bit more into that. Um, Lamb, Eliza Lamb, had contacted her parents in the British Columbia every day while she was traveling. Um, remember, this is 2013. So on January 31st, the day she was scheduled to check out of the hostel and leave for Santa Cruz, they hadn't heard a word from her. They called, they actually took a step further and called the Los Angeles Police Department and her parents flew to LA to help with the search out there to try and find where their daughter had gone. So the hotel, hotel, oh, because it was a, ho- it was a hostel, it's now a hotel, um, who saw her that day said that she had been alone. And outside of the hotel, someone by the name of Katie Orphan, who was a manager at a, n- a nearby bookstore, and she was the only person who recalled seeing Lamb that day. She made note to say that she had taken note that Eliza was outgoing, lively, very friendly, was getting gifts to send home and take home to her family. Um, Orphan, the manager, had told CNN that Eliza was talking about what book she was getting and whether or not she was getting what she was getting would be too heavy for her to carry around as she traveled. So right off the bat signs flaring she's a reader boom she's crazy hey uh, she's educated <laughs> come on now her Me roommates complaining about odd behavior. <laughs> yeah, odd behavior. oh gosh the rest of the the rest of because remember it's a hostel style room not the hope mm-hmm. there's a hotel and hostile room but the rest of her roommates probably like on vacation to college frat people you know drinking having a good time studying. she's sitting there reading you know whatever 
A book? And exactly. We're supposed to be partying here. What is going on with the guest on now? Get <laughs> her out. Instead of pictures. Get her out of here. All uh, right then. So, but just just some background on that Cecil Hotel. It's it's not in the uh, best of areas. I think it's yeah. It's a very poor area in LA. Um, I believe it's like off of Skid Row. Oh. And like real bad. Yeah, like lots of lots of. Um, uh, addicts and stuff going around this place. It's I still there uh, now too, under a different name. Under a yeah. different name, yeah. And I believe uh, Richard Ramirez stayed here frequently. Serial killer was yeah. Killer. Okay, I was going to say who? <clears throat> the uh, Night Stalker. Um, oh, yes he uh, he stayed here frequently. This place um, had a history. It of, has a history of, of, of bad violence. Day. Now I see yeah. why her, her parents also, jumped to like call to the police. Also, killer Jack uh, Uter Uterwager. It's a he's Australian serial killer or Austrian, excuse me, Austrian serial killer. Jack he was also Uterwager. He was also there as well. Yeah, it, it's it's got a it's got a macabre. Uh, history history for sure yes it's um it's pretty so if you ever want to go stay there everybody it's still there in los angeles i'm down it's you know it's called stay on main now it's not the season oh yeah stay on main hotel yeah they changed the name for obvious reasons because you yes branding is very uh important murder hotel I mean, just call it that. Just call it what Basically, it is. Basically, yeah. That's a whole different demographic. I mean, uh, but it's money isn't a different demographic, so let's get that going. Let's go. All right, then. So, <laughs> back to our story here. Um, the police had been engaged. We'd heard about her activity around the area, so the police started at the hotel. Um, they start searching it with, to the extent that they legally could. You know, they're not going into every single person's room. They start with Lamb's room have dogs in the building, including the rooftop. They're scouring the whole area for her scent. But the dogs are unsuccessful. They cannot find a thing. It's like she hadn't been there. Um, but remember, they couldn't search every single room for legal reasons. We could only do it if there was probable cause, if a crime, like some kind of indicator that a crime had been committed and that wasn't at that point. On February 6th, so we're about like literally six days later, mm-hmm. a week after Lem had been last seen, the LAPD decided more was needed. Flyers were posted both in the neighborhood and online. It started to bring public awareness in the media. So during the search for Lamb, guests at the hotel started to complain about low water pressure. Just some claimed later that their water was just full on black and had an unusual taste. On the morning of February 19th, Lamb's body was found in one of four 1,000 gallon tanks that were providing water to guest rooms, the kitchen, and the coffee shop. I'm sorry. That is yes. So basically, everybody was drinking lamb. Oh no! So we're all cannibals the now, lamb latte and uh, bathing as no. well. I mean, it was low pressure, but still mm-hmm. water trickling out and getting on them. So. Yeah. Piece of her, so, piece of her was with everyone. Yeah, the tank was drained. It had to be cut open because the maintenance hatch was literally too small to accommodate equipment needed to help remove the body. You know, to give them that water pressure back. Yeah. So I looked up I looked at reviews on the hotel. Somebody put water had a nasty taste and smelled <gasps> bad and the elevator didn't work. <laughs> that's, Holy shit. That's not like that's in the same vein, apparently. That's oh, that's, that's a concern. That's terrible. 
Okay, so on February 21st, two days later, after identifying the body, doing the whole, you know, what is it called when the coroner kind of just looks into it? Uh, an autopsy? Thank you. Autopsy is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> there you I don't go. Know. There we go. I, I thought you were talking about like the CI, uh, CSI stuff. I was like, uh, is a name? No, uh, the coroner. There might be. Yeah, so the coroner's office, two days later, issued a finding of, let, let's hear it, let, listen to this, accidental drowning with mm. the bipolar disorder as a significant factor that drove her to this accidental drowning. Accidentally drowned in a tank. That was yeah. too small to accommodate equipment needed to remove her body. And I couldn't find what equipment they were talking about. Like, Well, you, you have to put the, the body like on like, out. Uh, with those wooden stretcher things like to lift and, and scoop out. It's not like they can just pick her up with their hands. They have to use something to, in a way, scoop out the body. I wonder you know, why wouldn't you... Damaging it. Why wouldn't you drain period. it? Why wouldn't you drain the whole thing? Like I don't know drain- how water pressure well, or water still, tanks work. It's still not about, you know, you can drain it and everything, but it's the fact that you still have to cut it open to get the body out. Well, yeah, that's what I still Yeah, like cut it open on the side or something like well, that. Well, yeah. yeah, that's what they ended up doing because the, the entrance to the tank is at the top yes. of the tank. So um, that, that hole or whatever is probably like – maybe like a foot or two, you know, not even probably like a foot wide. So you got to think like if you're putting somebody on some type of like contraption to lift their body out, you have to wedge them out. You can't, there's no door. So, so yeah. So they had to cut open this giant drum uh, carrying all this amount of water to, to bring her body out. So draining it's just going to make it easy, easier to get to the body, but not necessarily take the body out. And her body was probably bloated at the time from all that water. Well, as, it sounded like it was visual. decomposing if the water was Oh, yeah. Black. I mean, if yeah, the water was black and it actually had a taste. So, so like, there was bits of her. you try to stick her through a little hole, it's just going to... She oh. was... She was the decomp is already setting in. Uh, and that water is getting sloshy. Right. Because remember, like, on February 6th, that's when they started noticing the taste. So she'd been in there for, like, what, a couple weeks at that point. Yes. Uh Basically stewing. Uh, that's pretty graphic. That's graphic. marinating is what they would say. Yes. Oh, look. Oh. Mm, uh, back yeah. to the some like cannibalism turns here. Anyway, <laughs> so on top of this, like let's go back to something called the video. Um, on February fifteenth, a week after nobody had seen or heard from her, the LAPD released a video of the last known sighting of her taken in one of the elevators in the hotel by a surveillance camera on February first. So this was two weeks after she had last been seen. In the clip, the camera at one of the elevator's cab's rears corners looked down from the ceiling and offered a view not just of its interior, but the hallway going out. It's somewhat grainy, and the timestamp at the bottom is a little obscured, and her mouth is a little pixelated. So just setting that stage there. At the beginning of the video, Lamb enters. She's in a red zippered hooded sweatshirt over a gray t-shirt, wearing shorts, sandals, very casual wear. She enters from the left go and goes to the control panel of the elevator and appears to select several floors and then steps back into the corner. After a few seconds, during which the door fails to close, she steps up to it, leans forward so her head is through the door, 
looks in both directions, and then quickly steps back in, backs up against the wall, and then into the corner near the control panel. The door remains open. She walks to it again and stands in the doorway, leaning on the side. Suddenly, she steps out into the hallway, then to her side, back in, looks to the side, then back out. She steps to the side again, and for a few seconds, she is mostly invisible from the camera behind the wall. She has her back to just the outside, and still, the door remains open. Her right arm can be seen going up to her head, and then she turns to re-enter the cap, putting both hands on the side of the door. She then goes to the control panel, presses several more buttons, some of them she hits more than once, then once more returns to the wall she had come into the elevator from, puts both hands over her ears again briefly as she walks back to the section of the wall she had been standing against before. The door remains open. Finally, she turns to her right and begins rubbing her her forearms together. She waves her hands out to her sides with palms flat and fingers outstretched, while bowing forward slightly and rocking gently. All of this can be seen through the door, which remains opened. After she backs to the wall again and walks away to the left, it finally closes. Crazy. Yeah. A little, yeah. a little unsettling. It's, is it just me or is that the door open for the longest? The door stays yeah. open way too long. Is it because she keeps hitting buttons? Video. You got to see this video. Yeah, if you haven't seen the video, definitely go check it out. It's it's on YouTube. It's everywhere, actually. So, But it, it's she's very erratic. It's very um, disturbing, just in general. So be careful watching that video. She she does look like she is she's communicating or hiding from somebody. Yeah, and that that's what's uh, that's what the the strangest part to me is is the the fact that she, that she's I don't know like she can see somebody that nobody else can't <laughs> like it's so weird. And nobody approaches the elevator in the video, what we see. Yeah, so like maybe hallucinations or something. Like they mentioned like bipolar and depression, but maybe there was just some undiagnosed additional mental health uh, issue where she just was seeing things. Like her reactions are kind of a little concerning there. Is there any side effects to those medications that may cause delusions or hallucinations? I'd None that I saw, it. but there's yeah. side effects to insomnia, which is one of the side effects of the thing. Uh, so, like, if you know, like with sleep deprivation, there could be hallucinations. This is true, yeah. So, if one of the drugs was causing insomnia for her, and she Hello. hadn't slept for terrible, and she hadn't slept for a long period of time, I could see, you know, that one thing leading to another, and it's just it out of control. Oh man. Dance. It's just it's the movements, the uh, the erratic movements, and just her pressing all the, with the elevator constantly. Yeah. The weird thing also is no one else is around, and like it's a long time for not even like anybody because uh, you know there there were other people on the the floor. It's, it's not like she was on floor. Yeah, yeah like, I was about to ask what room. did it ever state what floor she was on that the video was taken from? Or? It's too grainy and blurry to really Got tell. It. Um, cause like while you're reading it, I'm watching it at the same time and it's freaking creeping me the heck out. Um, but no, yeah, there is, it's weird that there's, there's not even an automatic door close for some reason. 
and there's nothing blocking. So like I work in, in, in the buildings I work in, if you put your hand in the door, you know, it opens, like yeah. it, it's not going to smash on you. Well, like most elevators will start closing and then open back up or oh, something, yeah. you know what I mean? Whenever there's something in the way of it, or yeah. if there's something in the way of it for a long period of time, it triggers like a noise for you to get the heck out the way. And then it'll automatically close slowly. Yeah. Right. But she kept sticking her head out. Right. So that would just kind of make it keep going open. But then also she was standing in the, the cab for a while of the elevator and it just was not closing. Maybe she yeah. was holding the open door button. Like nope. if you hit the well, what yeah. if you hit the button for the floor you're on? Does it keep you there? Like if you keep like some of those, she hit multiple the, times. Well, it still yeah, closes the door though. It still closes the door. Yeah, that's oh. the thing. The door will always close. It's a safety precaution type of situation. The door. You never walked up to an elevator where the door was just automatically already open and empty. Like true. They they all just they're supposed to close. It's supposed to stay closed the whole time because if it has to go up to another floor, it needs to just go up. So uh, the the reason why it's, it's like either a long sensor thing to where it doesn't close after a long while or something's wrong with the elevator. It was broken or something like that. But and here's another thing about that video. Um, did you did you mention there there was a chunk of footage missing from that? No, there was like there was like somebody that looked into it. There was like a time gap that went m- missing from that video footage. Ooh, we're going to so, touch that on that a little bit when we get to the theories part. Yeah. But I kind of want to talk a bit more about the hotel because, like, you know, the elevator's a little shady. It's not in the safest place. And, like, the discovery of the body, what that process was like. So during the search for Lamb, guests at the hotel had started complaining about low water pressure in that two-week span. Some later even claimed their water was black, unusual taste. Um, on the, the morning on February 19th of when the body was found, those tanks providing the water, it was drained, it was cut open because of the fact that the hatch was too small to get the equipment out. So they had to straight up cut that open. On February 21st, the coroner's office, wait, did we already read this part? Yes. No. Well, we no. talked about it. We didn't necessarily read it. I see. No, there's a little bit more to it. And like the idea of the accidental drowning. Yeah. So the full coroner's report. So now we've kind of talked a bit about the maintenance hatch, all of that. So what the actual coroner came about, um, this wasn't released until June. They had a lot of time with that body. Yes. Yeah. So it was the whole situation is set out. So Lamb's body had been found naked. Clothing similar to what she was wearing in the elevator uh, video was found floating in the water, coated with a sand-like particulate. Her watch and room key were also found with her. Uh, Lamb's body was moderately decomposed and bloated. She was in there two weeks. Um, It was mostly greenish with some marbling evidence on the abdomen and skin separation was evident. There was no evidence of physical trauma, no sexual assault, no suicide. Toxicology tests were incomplete because not enough of her blood was preserved. It also showed traces consistent with prescription medication found among her belongings, plus some non- prescription drugs such as Sinotab and ibuprofen, Um, a very small amount of alcohol, about 0.02 was found present in her system, but no recreational drugs. Hmm. So she wasn't drunk. No. And that was the night of the elevator. Yeah. So, so do you think anything may have been diluted out because of the water? 
You know what I mean? Like when decompose. I mean, it's but they two were weeks able they there. were able to like determine the prescription medication. So like if there had been recreational drugs, maybe the type of like recreational drug, like if it like well, metabolizes faster, maybe that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like so like recreation in the alcohol, like maybe those levels could have been higher instead of just point zero two gr- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe perhaps she could have had more in her system. It's just. We will never know because uh, she the body was decomposing for over two weeks in water. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things get um, lost with water. So a, a lot of the evidence and traces, though, you think that might have been something that could have happened? Well, or did they, did, did they ever test the water itself? Like, uh, well, I don't know if they collected samples. I mean, a lot of people have tasted it. So, then, I mean, <laughs> like, and then if they tasted it and it tasted off and there was black and all that type of stuff, then whatever, you know, they could see what was in the water and see if there was any way to tell, like, if it was maybe in her as well. I don't know. So the people that drank the water got instantly uh, drunk or high and uh, I don't know, no, depressed. I, but I'm, I'm going off your... The water is diluting what's inside of her yeah. type of thing. So, mm-hmm. like, it, it would dilute it, but it, it's not going to, like, destroy it. it it's gone somewhere. Just like out of her body. Just out of her body. So maybe well, it's I mean, the like, water, yeah. Yeah, like, and think about it this way. Like, they found the clothing types that were in the, in the, in the water, but they also noticed that it was, like, there is sand, like, particulate in the water. So, like, if there was any other, like, special things that shouldn't have been in that water, they would have made note of that or at least brought it to the attention. Who's that? So I can know where uh, to edit. That's that's me. Oh, that's gonna be tough. <laughs> I stopped talking as it started because I was like, "Well, dogs, <laughs> dogs." I think somebody's here. Um, but yeah. All right. Back to this. So, talking a little bit about like now we've kind of set the stage on what the body's like. There was no recreational drugs as far as they were able to tell from the toxicology. There's one thing I also kind of want to bring up. How did she get into the tank? It was a four by eight foot tall, 1,000 gallon tank. Uh, it was on bricks. There was no ladder to it. And the tank didn't have a lock on it. Which so would it, have helped her. But how did she get up there? Because she's not she's not eight foot tall. No. So I, I looked at this a lot because a lot of people were um, stuck on that. Like, oh, there's no way she could have got up there. The top floor of the building was locked or whatever. But I looked at pictures of the building. Oh, yeah. We we Google the street yeah. view, the, the top of the uh, Cecil Hotel. Yeah. I, I Googled all that and it was it it was easily uh a ta- like it was very easy to figure out how she got up there or how she could have got up there. There was fire escapes on multiple floors that she could have got on the, you know, got in there. Um because she was unexposed ladders, unexposed ladders, yeah, and then she could have dropped down onto the the tank from the. There's like a little roof part that overlooks the tank that she was in, right? But on that note, like, how did she get to the roof? Doors and stairs that access the roof are locked. Only the staff have the password and the keys, and any attempt to force them up, force them open, would have triggered an alarm. Like there I was said. an escape route. There was an escape route, but at this a fire escape route. But still, yeah, a fire escape route. But still, yeah, like. I, but still, like that's how that it happened. Happens? I'm thinking. I think Occam's razor. I think that's 
how she got up there. Fire escape is easy because she got a little friendly too. with the maintenance worker. Terrible. Honest. Huh? Well, that's the thing is like, why did she go into the tank? Was she running from someone or was it a mental like was it her mental illness that drove her up to the tank? Because that's a to way be. to die. Like, I don't know, like from her habit in the elevator. Like yeah, that's a whole was lot of she effort. was there somebody that she was running from? Like maybe it was a hallucination, but something might have triggered it. So the the tank opened from the outside, like swung open, right? And the only thing I could think of is like, cause she was small enough to get in there, but once you're in there, you can't get out because yeah, the water is not to the top of the, the tank to where she can. And even if the water was at the top of the tank, the door would probably be too heavy for her to push to open it back up. Yeah. Cause Does you it think, close? No, no, it's it's a manual. everything is manual. It's a, it's a hatch. So yeah, it's a hatch. Oh, yeah. Closed that she got in. It could have been like wind pushing it over or something or just old. And heavy, and it just failed. So, but you got to think this was a thousand gallon drum, right? So, even if it was filled to the top, she's floating in the water. Exactly, mm-hmm. just pushing so her down. You're not yeah. going to be able to push because if you push something, her body's going to go down instead of the the lid. So, I'm I'm thinking she wasn't strong enough to lift it all the way up to where the I'm like to, to get in is what I'm saying. So she's on top of the tank, so she lifts it up just enough to crawl inside. Uh, in her, we'll say, unstable condition, and when she crawls inside, the lid just slow just closes down on her, and then that's just it. Now it's a, it's like when they have those trapped with rats that are trapped in water. It's just when they tire out, that's it for you. Yeah, and you got to think too. She she was probably clothed bef- before getting in, right? Because her clothes yeah. was inside. Yeah. So she gets in. She's probably sinking because her clothes is getting wet and mm-hmm. soaked, which make her heavier. You take those off mm-hmm. to try to have more freedom to float. And so that's probably why she was found naked in there. Maybe. Or someone float. had put her in there and then threw them in after her. Well, yeah. Okay. So that means you're getting two people up on a roof and you're coercing one person to get inside of a, a tank yeah. and leaving no evidence of yourself up there at all. Well, not if yeah. they're already dead. Maybe someone well, tricked then, her to be like, hey, let's go swimming. I know a spot up st- upstairs. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. You're Maybe not wrong. Worker. I got the keys. She could have met someone up there. Like that could be a potential theory. Like as we're talking about theories, here's a couple of like the more common ones that are like brought about when we just dis- like when this is discussed. Um, one of the main ones is she just suffered from depression and committed suicide, regardless of the fact she didn't have a history of suicidal ideation. Um, second, maybe she had a manic episode and acts and really did truly accidentally. Medications can the side effects has the suicidal ideation. Yes. So it could have been a potential thing, but she didn't have a history of it. That was notated. The, The medication can, but she was on the medication. Usually that like who and we don't know which one she was on when she died. That's the difference, too. Because, like, she had four of them, but maybe it was one of them. Maybe it was all of them. Like, I'm not sure. Um, it could have been a manic episode and she just accidentally drowned. Like, didn't expect to. Was like, hey, I'm going to go for a swim. Or it looks like a swimming pool to me because hallucinations. Um, another popular theory was she was just tripping on drugs. Like, while they didn't find any recreational ones, it, if she really was on a cocktail of drugs... It could have just been hallucinations once again. 
um the fourth well, that's one that's been going on since her roommates were saying she had odd behavior yeah odd that's behavior. why they kicked her out of the room yeah and it was interesting because they never explained what odd behavior meant yeah. well it's anything out of the ordinary so erratic her erratic like looking around and like fair moving her her moving her arms cross and rubbing her forearms together and stuff like that it's out of the norm so whenever you stuff, so she's already acting weird yeah day one at this whole hostel when yeah. you see that stuff, it's just like you you get that feeling like I don't know about this person, and it makes you a little off put, like it, uncomfortable. Yeah. And so that's probably what they were talking about, um, and which kind of made them complain against her. So maybe it it could have been her medication just being being off of it, or or maybe something wasn't helping her as much as it used to, because there's that tends mm-hmm. to happen too, where your body gets uh, used to the medication you're taking and then it has no effect and you have to switch medications. Yeah. And then maybe it had nothing to do with medications. Another big theory is that she was killed by a rapist. Like the, her behavior in the elevator of her looking for someone rubbing her shoulders and like could have been a sign of anxiety of like, Oh no, they've already caught me once. What if they catch me again? And the idea of like, Hey, she was naked in that hatch in that tank. Maybe somebody really had just put her in there. Maybe they didn't because there was no signs of sexual assault. They could, they could have just been like, okay, this isn't working. This is freaking me out. Just kind of like put them into the water tank and threw her clothes in afterwards. So the no signs of sexual assault, I feel like that could also have been um, tainted with her the being in there the for so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there and, was no physical trauma either. So well, I there mean, was physical trauma on, but. Because there was, I looked it up. There was like, because you can look up her actual uh, autopsy. autopsy report. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can look up her autopsy report, and they said there was, um, what was it? It was something about like bleeding or damage to the anal area. There you go. But that could also be due to drown or uh, uh, yeah, drowning as well, though. So it's kind of unclear. So it's two possible. It's two possibilities. Two possibilities right. that in this case, I mean, are are likely either way you go. It's very sketchy because I mean the area is sketchy and within itself. Um, the location of the hotel and stuff I'm talking mm-hmm. about. So there's a lot, of, there's probably some sketchy people there, but at the same time, the science also backs up the other side too with, with uh, drowning victims and stuff like that. Um, I, I really hope that that did not happen. Any assault. Yes. Um, because that is just awful. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's a sad already situation that, that, this young lady had to deal with something like this and go through this, whether it was medication induced or, or somebody. And just, I don't know. I, I would, I don't want the other, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Just, we have a preference on yeah, potential theories. It's unfortunate then, either way. And it's, yes. it's just an awful situation. And there was one thing you mentioned about the fact that this happened on Skid Row, which was a, a very sketchy area. There's one more theory, which kind of is a little bit of an outlier, it turns out during the time frame which Eliza had been staying at this hotel hostel, it coincided with a severe tuberculosis outbreak on Skid Row and in most of the downtown area surrounding the hotel. Um, the strange part of 
is that with uh, tuberculosis testing being used in the area was the enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay called the LAM-ELISA for short. Also, uh, that chemical uh, isoniazid is the most commonly used antibiotic for tuberculosis patients, and its side effects actually include confusion, abnormal behavior. And the interesting thing is that LAM's toxicology screening didn't find any strange recreational drugs in her system, but many conspiracy theories actually believe that the the drug test results were forged or altered in some way because of all the delays in the report's release. Which would make sense, yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And then also one other thing is that there's the possibility that Eliza Lamb never existed. And this case was fabricated to distract from an intentional government-sponsored TB outbreak and testing. This would ensure anyone who tries to research the test, Lamb hyphen Eliza, will only be met with a flood of information on Eliza Lamb. But why? I don't I don't get that part. Mm-hmm. Um, like, why would she never exist? Like, uh, that's the weird. That's so weird to me. God. Yeah, so that's just one of the theories about it. And now I'm just kind of curious, like, does she have a childhood that's been fabricated or truly exists on the internet? But then who are the two people that initiated the search? Government actors, Stephen. Why would you go Mm -hmm. through all that whole way if this person doesn't exist? Nobody knew about her before they found her in the tank. Yeah, but if we got a... a, Well, they wanted that. Because remember, yeah. they wanted to distract people from searching for Lamb hyphen Eliza. Instead, yeah. they'll get information about this Eliza Lamb and her family and the stories around it. And these, I'm really curious about the bookstore owner that was like saying, Oh, I've seen this person and she was happy and excited and had no signs of mental illness, apparently. So it'd be a thing, Stephen, where if they had, um, Say they were doing human trials on yeah. people and you had some snoops going around being like, oh, hey, you know, this doesn't seem right. Uh, I might be on to something. I found some documents of what it's called. Um, then they fabricate a full, like crazy story of somebody, hire some actors, um, throw it out there to the Internet so that whenever you do search for it, you find somebody that made a podcast about this, you know, this unfortunate incident instead of the real story of the government experiment on people with a tuberculosis outbreak. It's crazy, man. That's like they're like five. Like you're still bringing people around your testing site that you don't want there. Why would you do any of that? Yeah, you're you're gone by then. Your testing site is up and moved, and if people are around there looking for evidence of stuff, they're not looking for evidence of uh, tuberculosis. Uh, You're covering up tracks. Cover up your tracks, man. That's 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 crazy. Almost as crazy as the elevator game theory. Yeah, no, that elevator going to bring up terrible. That one is the craziest. Wait, what is this? The Uh, elevator game. Oh, you don't know about the elevator game? No. It, It originated in Korea, like. Uh, to play the elevator game, the you need to I, have at least ten floors. I have the steps, Jerry, of the elevator game. Oh, let's let's follow you these. Steps. It? Okay, it well, so well, terrible. Well, so this is well, this let's is explain to them what what it does. Like, it, okay. you go to like another world, another dimension. That's why a lot of people were saying online that that's why a bunch of a chunk of video footage was missing on there. And one of the rules is like. You cannot bring any electronics on you while doing this video or this. I was going to say video game for some reason. 
for doing I mean, it. Might as well be now. Jeez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, Stephen. Okay, so this is this is how you play the game, right? So, so number one, press the fourth floor. Do not proceed if somebody enters the elevator or one of the players leaves the elevator. If someone does that, start from the beginning. Step two, press the second floor. Do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or if one of the players leaves the elevator. If someone does that, start from the beginning. Three, press the sixth floor. Do not proceed if somebody enters the elevator or if one of the players leaves the elevator. If someone does that, start from the beginning. This is step four. Uh, Gets weird. Back, back to the second floor. Do not proceed if somebody enters the elevator or if one of the players leaves the elevator. If someone does that, start from the beginning. Step five. Press the 10th floor. Do not proceed if the uh, someone enters the elevator or if one of the players leaves the elevator. If they do, start from the beginning. Step six. Press the fifth floor. Uh, do not step out of the elevator. If one of the other players leaves the elevator, start from the beginning. Um, number seven, if a woman enters the elevator at the fifth floor, do not, do not I repeat, do not look at her. Do not speak. Do not talk to her. That woman is not human. If you do, she will decide to keep you for her own. Step eight, press the first floor. Do not proceed if someone enters the elevator or one of the players leaves the elevator. If someone does that, start from the beginning. The elevator will either ascend or descend. Uh, if the elevator reaches the first floor, leave and do not look back. Step nine. If the elevator reaches the 10th floor, leave and do not respond to the woman. If she asks you uh, where you are going or what's wrong, her voice will be high, and when she asks, when she asks that, so I'm assuming kind of cackly, right? So like high pitched, like a I witch. Yes. Uh, and basically, what happens is you're transported into another dimension. Uh, you're in another world. If you're alone, you are in another world. Electronics will not work um, in the other world, and. The other world is identical to our world, but the difference is uh, you will see um, all the lights will be off. And the only thing you'll be able to see from the windows is a red cross in the distance. Uh, see, so to go back to our world, you must enter the same elevator and press the same buttons. Only if you leave the 10th floor. Um, yeah. Yeah, only you leave at the tenth floor, and this game is a uh, trippy as fuck. The thing so is, I basically, found... don't trust elevators. Don't get in elevators. Stay <laughs> away from elevators. You're gonna die. And don't the, do it. The thing that's stupid about that quote unquote game is it literally does nothing for you, but gives you like a look at a different place because oh. it tells you never to get off and go into that. New... Yeah. yeah. So so here's here's the thing because I didn't. Uh, finish the whole thing. So to return to the world, you have to press four, two, six, two, ten, five. When you reach the fifth floor, um, the elevator will begin to ascend to the tenth floor. Uh, but you have to press any other buttons to cancel the ascension. You must press the buttons to use the ascension before you reach the tenth floor. 
after you reach the first floor, uh, check your surroundings carefully. It seems like the, even the smallest detail uh, does not. Yeah, so things are just out of whack, it seems. And uh, you're in a different dimension. You're in the upside down world. That's that's what you're in. Um, it this this sounds dangerous and dumb and uh, not real. So don't yeah. don't play it. So don't get in elevators, guys. Don't get in elevators. Don't trust our ladies in elevators. Sounds like a cool little uh, short thing on YouTube. We probably there. Uh, thanks to the internet, people think that this is. A it's possible a theory, theory. It um, because of the the sequence of buttons she was pressing, and I think it got popular because of this case. I feel uh, well, I thing was, before when she was pressing buttons, the elevator did not move at all. Yeah, so she hasn't done anything. It's I don't know. So, but with that elevator game, there is a Eliza Lamb song on YouTube. You can look it up. Just put Eliza Lamb. Okay. <laughs> and it talks about the whole thing and the elevator game. Well, my freaking theory is literally grounded in reality with her. <gasps> so let's talk about that. Government, yeah. government. Let's go through everyone because I really am curious which theory is winning out for you. And did you come up with a different theory? Starting with Aaron, what did you think? I think she probably had a mental breakdown um got out on the fire escape climbed all the way up to the top uh i can't say for what reason because you know like with a mental breakdown she could be thinking anything you know so who knows what it was uh maybe she felt like the 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 hotel was on fire and she needed to get to higher ground or something or or it was flooding and she needed to higher ground or something and then she Anyway, I think she got up there somehow during the mental break and just dropped down into the tank and couldn't push herself, you know, back up. So I, I think it's all grounded in reality. She just probably had an unchecked uh, mental illness because her parents probably were like, no, she's fine, you know. And I mean, I thought there was also other things on there saying that, you know, she was having uh, difficulties in uh, college or like, it was finals week or something like that. Something like that. You know, so it could have just been stress, you know, stress induced. And then, yeah. and then the, finals week while she stayed at a hotel, wasn't she traveling? She was on vacation. Yeah. But I'm saying yeah. like there's still the, the, the stress of school yeah, could have been like, vacation, I need a vacation to get rid of the stress, but it, it doesn't go away. Is I mean, those, those problems don't go away. They're just alleviated for a short period of time. You know, it's weird too, because because they said that she was in contact with her parents every day except for the day she went missing. Yeah. Um. So, you know, they weren't able to tell that she was uh, acting oddly. You know what I mean? If anything, and mm-hmm. so that that's definitely uh, weird because usually your parents can kind of tell if something's off about usually. Um, not always, but um, I don't know. That's that's weird. You can usually hear it in somebody's voice when they're sad and and having troubles, stress. You'd like to hope that, but honestly, like some people are really good actors. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. 
All right. So, Jerry, what is your theory going forward? I'm, I'm going to give it up to the conspiracy theories and say the government. government. All on board for that the, tuberculosis, the whole, huh? The I can't even say that word anymore. <laughs> tuberculosis. They got him. They got him. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I mean, it seems viable cover up. She was collateral. Just get rid of this chick that we don't know of. She was she was probably the, her, their first patient that they tested this thing on and just named it after her because they were, they were like that. I don't or know. named her after it. Mm. Yeah. Think that one. Damn. All right, then, Stephen, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Um, I don't think it's a government conspiracy. Uh, Aliens. I don't think it's this elevator game. Um, That's for sure. I'm going to be honest. I, I, think, I think it was just probably – Either something went wrong with her medication, whether or not she took it or not, we'll never know Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Whether it stopped working in her system or she got used to it, we'll never know. But I think something something happened and she had an episode um, and she she may have just ended up in these unfortunate circumstances. Um, And it just it just really stinks that. uh, Mm Something like like mental health isn't really, you know, taken care of in this country uh, mm-hmm. and several other places as much as it should be. It's very important that we uh, we get a grip on this stuff because it's it's affecting people, it's okay. affecting their lives. Yeah. And on that note, like mental health is a serious issue. While we may have made jokes during this, please do take your own mental health serious like it. Uh, there's not much else to say to that. There's a lot of solutions and helplines and there's organizations out there to help you with it. Uh, another thing to wrap up is we always want to cite our sources. We got a lot of great information about what happened to Eliza Lamb from uh, gsu.edu, the final project, Waltz Howe. Never heard of this site, but it's been super helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved, thanks again for your help. We found it really riveting, uh, really great information. And then also Kendall Ray. Both of those can be found on YouTube, really great information sources. And then the wiki and of the death of Eliza Lamb. Great resources, all sorts of sadness, but helpfulness. And on that note, thank you, everyone. Get some rest. And goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>